Hi listeners, this is Gina here again with the third episode of the Midnight Kennel Podcast. And I'm here again with my Uncle Robert Ecker, professional bird dog trainer. Would you like to say hello? I'd love to say hello to everyone out there. To your fans? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, We have with us a special guest today, um, my good friend Richard Waters from uh, Horseheads, New York originally correct correct yes and uh, now you're in Barkhamstead Connecticut that's right by way of Pinehurst North Carolina (laughs) correct correct yeah Um, we got to know each other I'm gonna say well uh, how old is uh, Bud of Pineywood he's um, almost 12 almost 12 and before that you had a couple of dogs so that's probably about three or four years so so probably going on 20 years um, that, that we met. How did you meet? Um, first time I ever met Rich was, uh, he was uh, the chairman of the, um, tell me, Sandland Bird Dog Club, correct? Right. Yeah, and uh, went to a field trial there with um, a, a client of, of mine by the name of Phil Gould, who passed away a few years ago Hmm. and I we went down there for a trial Um, I had a very limited string for the trial Uh, I remember um, I I think I ran two or three dogs in the championship Taz who went on to be a great uh, winner for us uh, I ran him in the trial and he finished clean but but didn't win but the real fun part of that trial for me was uh, the Paul Walker Derby Classic Um, I'm sure you remember Paul Walker and, and the Derby Classic you guys ran, um, and I ran a little dog by the name of uh, Lacey. Her, her registered name was uh, Keystone's Red Rider, and uh, she won the Derby Classic. And our good mutual good friend Mills Hodge uh, was one of the judges. And uh, when when I see Mills, he just celebrate celebrated his 90th birthday. We we still uh, wow. talk about that. Yeah, we still talk about that performance. Uh, she was a great dog. She actually went on uh, to win many championships. I uh, placed her in several futurities, and one of her biggest wins was the U.S. Complete National Championship. And I'd like to mention that uh, you were at the time the president of the U.S. Complete. Um, would you like to weigh in any thoughts on the organization and, and your association with it? Only that uh, it's, it's been a long-standing group founded by uh, the guy that got me started in uh, bird dogs. Bob Lee, right? Bob Lee. Yeah. And how did you, how'd you get started down this path of bird dogs and field trials? By telling a fellow that was selling shrubs <laughs> that I uh, really missed bird dogs, uh, and he called Bob Lee over. Oh, so you, you had uh, bird dogs before you met Bob? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, where'd you get started doing bird hunting, I, I would assume? A- absolutely. Yeah. That's all I did. I belonged to a field trial club and never attended a field trial. <laughs> just trained my dogs on the ground. Well, I, I think a lot of uh, people... Um, that hunt and and have bird dogs and and maybe are in a bird dog club they get intimidated by by the uh, the 
competition of field trials and they, they kind of steer away from it. Um, I always found you with the U.S. Complete and your field trials uh, where you were very, um, you, you know, you wanted to bring people in, new people, people. And I think that's very important in the sport, don't you? Very much so. Family oriented. Yeah. You have any ideas how we could uh, encourage new people to get started? Boy, if I did, I would be doing it. Uh, we've all gone that route, and it, it seems to uh, circulate, but uh, always dies off, I'm afraid. Huh. Yeah, I, I think a, a good way is um, through hunting. Um, I, I try to take as many new people hunting as I can. In, in fact, Gina, um, you now are a licensed Pennsylvania uh, hunter. You went through the, the edu educational course, and I'm planning on taking you bird hunting this year. So you yes, better, you last better be year ready. I did that <laughs> online training, and I got my very first hunting license. Well, uh, that's the way to go. If we could get people more interested in hunting, the next step then is having a polished dog, and then and then mm -hmm. if they have that competitive juice in them, uh, getting in the field trials. Um, my real passion, and I know this from uh, talking with you a million times, are uh, wild birds, and I'm sure that's what you like to hunt too, Rich. Absolutely, yeah. grouse and woodcock. Uh, I distinctly remember like it was yesterday and it was probably 10 years ago or more the last grouse that you ever killed do you remember that i do over kaz tiny yep a little pointer female champion uh that we had cast tiny um we were in michigan and she had a beautiful point it was a bird i, I remember it she she had pointed and relocated a couple times on the bird and finally pinned it you walked up there slicker than you know what and <laughs> up went that bird and boom boom you got that sucker um uh, so that, that that was a very fond memory uh my uncle that got me started in the game peter ecker i remember his last grouse um that was up in uh in pennsylvania a place called jersey shore the tiedotten um uh, state forest hmm. we were hunting through a clear cut and we were hunting one of his dogs and the dog pointed and bird got up out in the open and he shot it so that was his uh last grouse so that, that was kind of a neat memory and i'm very looking forward to gina's first bird this year uh the... me too i i, I gotta practice <laughs> we're gonna get out there we're gonna shoot some blue rocks and i'm gonna let you shoot some birds over the gun dogs that we have in for training um, right now. Um, I would like to kind of go veer off uh, for a second. Um, we've been getting a lot of uh, really great comments and questions um, through Facebook mostly, but text messages, text messages, uh, phone calls, whatever. Um, and I'd like to every week take one of those good questions and, and answer it. And this week, um, a very interesting question we got was from... Josh Bombeck. Josh Bombeck, that's correct. Mm -hmm. um, and his question pertained to both hunting field trials, different types of uh, field trials, and the, the breeding of dogs. And, and Rich, um, you're, you're going to have some thoughts on this, I'm sure, because uh, you've been involved in breeding a line of pointers that would be the piney wood pointers you started with 
um, bud of piney wood. You went to bow of piney wood, and now you have buck of piney wood, and also many other dogs that other people own and campaign through that bloodlines. Um, but Josh's question was, do you need a specific line of dogs for, let's say, horseback trials or grouse trials or walking field trials or shoot-to-retrieve trials or whatever specific venue? Uh, and that's a common question you get. Yeah, it's a common question, and it ties into what we were talking about last week where we were, you know, you're trying to decide what... Your first dog. Yeah, what, you're, what angle you're going to go at in field trials. And... My general question is, or my general answer is that, um, you know, as long as the dog is well-bred, um, it's more about the training uh, than the bloodline of, of what you do. Now, specific bloodlines are going to carry certain traits. Um, you know, maybe one-line dogs are, you know, bigger, stronger. Stylish. Uh, but yeah, more style than others. But let's just say you have a dog from a, a, a reputable line with with good traits. Now it's up to you as a trainer to develop that puppy um, into what you want. Um, I, I think in his question he mentioned um, Sean Kinkler, who is one of the top uh, uh, horseback shooting dog trainers in the country. Uh, here on the East Coast, we have my good friend Mike Tracy, who's um, you know the top trainer uh, here um, and and in the country on par with anyone. And my and I get to run against all the top uh, walking dog handlers and cover dog handlers in the country. You know, yeah, I, I've uh, trained and trialed with uh, Dave Hughes, who's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, my whole career. Um, you know, so, so what I'm trying to get at is that if you took one of Mike Tracy's great dogs in his horseback string and, you know, gave it to me or, uh, you know, another, uh, walking dog trainer or cover dog trainer and gave us some time with that dog to, to adjust it to our way, that dog would win at our trials. Mm-hmm. By the same token, if we, if Rich Waters, uh, for some reason, decided he wasn't happy with me anymore and wanted to take his <laughs> butt of piney wood, or bow of piney wood, his national champion walking dog, and give it to, you know, Sean Kinkler uh, out west and said, here, you know, I, I want to win with the dog, uh, he most certainly would. Um, so it's it's more about the training, uh, you know. Great, I've always said a great dog is a great dog, and um, it, you know you you could do just about anything you want with a dog, depending on how you train them. Hmm. So Josh, thank you very much for that question. I hope I hope that made sense. Uh, sometimes I get talking and I confuse myself. So it made sense to me. <laughs> well, if it made sense to Gina, we're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Yep, and would you like to expand on that at all as, as far as what you look for when you're breeding your, your dogs? No, uh, I like line breeding and uh, tend to stick pretty close to it. I, I think well, let me, let me just cut in there. A lot of people might that are listening might not know what line breeding is. Mm. And line breeding would be breeding like a, um, a, uh, a father 
uh, to a, a closely related dog. Now, we're not talking about inbreeding where it's uh, father to daughter or, or you know, mother mate. to son or litter mate. To, yeah, yeah that, that's actually inbreeding. Line breeding is when they're very closely re- related and what you're trying to do is intensify um, the genes. But by no means, and I'll speak for everyone in this room, Gina, myself, and, and you, Rich, none of us here are experts on breeding. No. But, no. <laughs> but we do have a lot of experience, and, and, and so you've found that the line breeding is the best way to go. Uh, I like it. Uh... Because of what you said, intensifying the genes. Right. Uh, we have a, uh, a really nice young um, dog from your line. Uh, you don't own, own him currently. You did as a puppy, uh, Ramapo Mountain Doc, and he is line bred. Um, I like Doc. Yeah, Doc's a really sweet dog. And physically, uh, I, I don't think I've ever in... 35 years had a prettier dog on point uh, than Doc and um, you know poker straight tail his head is his confirmation he's short coupled he's just a beautiful dog so that's a testament to your breeding thank you very much yeah yeah how did you get into pointers because there's pointer people and there (laughs) are setter people I'll keep it very short. Okay. Uh, I was with Bob Lee, who had all setters. Yeah, all he setters. Had, yep. He yeah. had uh, hmm. uh, pine cone. That's hmm. what I it almost slipped away. Pine cone setters. Hmm. And Gina, you've been to my training grounds in North Carolina. Yes. That was his original uh, kennel site where he oh. and Mills Hodge bred and developed a, a, a line of setters. Uh, some of the setters that we work now still trace back to Pinecone. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rich, but uh, Gina, you're in love with Skye, right? I do love Skye. We have a beautiful little puppy here now. Uh, her name is Skye, owned by Peter Kazik, and she has quite a bit of Pinecone in her. Mm. So, oh. yeah, through uh, mm. a, a dog you'll remember, Rich, Another dog that uh, won the U.S. Complete National Championship for me, um, Merritt's Pearl. What a what a great dog she was. That she was. I had a lot of fun training her and working with her, um, and uh, trialing her. But she would probably not fit into my program right now at my advanced age. Uh, that was going back when I was young and in shape and able to still play basketball a couple times a week. Uh, she was. A big, big running dog. Again, this ties into Josh's uh, um, question. That dog in her prime, had she not been with me, I'm sure could have won all age trials. I mean, you cut her loose and she didn't stop until she pointed a bird. And it was up to me uh, to walk behind her and get to her as quick as I can and, and, and whatever. Um, so again, uh, a great dog is a great dog. But I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let's hear your story about how you got in the pointers. Well, uh, Bob Lee had offered me a setter puppy and I declined it. Oh. And when uh, Ed Jones from uh, Rayford, North Carolina found out that I had declined a setter from Bob Lee, he begged me to take a pointer puppy. He said, one condition only. Mm-hmm has to be kenneled at Robert's uh, with his setters. So I got permission from Robert 
and uh, he gave me. That's Bob Lee you're talking about. Yes. Bob Lee. So he, Ed Jones gave me a pointer puppy that was out of Cruise, which was a uh, champion that he had sold to the Japs for. Stargun Cruise, correct? Stargun Cruise. Yeah, I remember the dog. He sold him to the Japanese for $25,000. Wow. And, and gave me a puppy, which, by the way, became uh, Derby of the Year uh, two years later. Well, congratulations on your derby there. And on that note, let me pour us a drink. <laughs> Not like me to accept, but I will. A little ASMR there. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, we have a lot of things in common, Rich, right? We, we enjoy a, a nice cocktail, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and we enjoy fine food. Very much. And we enjoy winning field trials. <laughs> That's for sure. And I, I need to thank you because um, the last few years have been an unbelievable ride campaigning your dogs. Um, I'm just going to spiel out a few of your accomplishments with your dogs. Um, Buck, uh, Bud of Pineywood was our, our first champion, um, and uh, he won several. Uh, wild bird and liberated bird uh, trials um, great dog and he sired uh, Bo of Pineywood who if you look around my office here there's right behind Gina is a beautiful uh, oil painting of him that graced the cover of pointing dog journal um, a couple of years ago he won the US complete national championship as a young dog and several months later, won the U.S. Complete Open Invitational, which was uh, pretty cool. I'm going to tell a funny story about you. Um, we were at the U.S. Complete Open Invitational, and invitationals, Gina, are um, tough trials because most of the field trials we go to, everybody gets one shot to do their thing. And anyone could really enter? Well, you have to be qualified okay. to go to a championship. and. Everybody runs, mm -hmm. and the judges pick the top two dogs, and everybody goes home. <clears throat> That's great. An invitational is at the end of the season, they uh, keep points, and all of the top dogs from the prior season, you know, what they won, depending on how many dogs were entered, accumulate points, and they invite the top, whatever, 10, 12, 14 dogs to this one trial. Um, now, the invitational, uh, you don't just run once. Everybody runs the first day, everybody runs a second day, and then then the judges pick the overall top dog. So it's pretty tough um, uh, trial to win and, and, and do well. And anyway, um, at that at the Invitational, Bo, young dog, did very well the first day. But at the end of the first day, the judges always name a dog of the day hmm. uh, so you kind of know like we do yeah exactly gene and we did that today <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you later who the dog of the day was but anyway mm -hmm. um they picked the top dog for the day and uh that particular day uh the top dog of the day was a, a another pointer that i ran by the name of boston uh he was a champion and i remember Going up to Rich, Rich was chairing the trial, and I said, "Rich, I'm you know really excited." He he was busy and couldn't come out and watch Bo work, and I said, 
Bo did great today. He did a heck of a job. And Rich, Rich, you're like, to you, it's, you know, first place or nothing. You just, <laughs> you're, you're a tough, tough guy to please. And I remember you just kind of looking at me and saying, well, he didn't do good enough to win dog of the day. And you turned and walked away. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, what do I have to do to make this guy uh, um, appreciate it? But uh, the next day, uh, Bo was even better than the first day and ended up winning. So that, that was pretty satisfying. Um, after Bo, now you have a dog, um, Buck of Pineywood, who... Um, won puppy of the year two years ago uh you actually ran him in a puppy stake and won i know that was a pretty <laughs> thrilling day for you uh, and then now the dog is co-owned with your good friend dr george nager from michigan and that's george's first pointer that's saying a lot wow <laughs> and uh buck had a, a very good uh, successful derby season and he is the runner-up national derby of the year so congratulations on that to both you and george thank you very much yeah and uh i would say that gina don't you think it's time for rich to get another puppy now that... i think he should definitely <laughs> i think i've run the course <laughs> no <laughs> you... what's better than a brand new puppy exactly uh... Come on, Rich, you need a puppy. <laughs> Anybody out there that thinks Rich should get a puppy should comment. Uh, or leave us a like on leave Facebook. Leave us a like on Facebook. <laughs> get Rich a puppy. So Let me say one thing about my last puppy. I want to thank John Capocci, who owned the female. Uh, and uh, John and I each <coughs> have a derby out of that, or a, now a shooting dog out of that litter. And I'm very grateful to John for her having that dog. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, John has uh, been very successful in the field trial game over the last few years. He's had dogs with many different trainers and, and won at all different levels, uh, both amateur and open, you know, grouse trials, walking trials. Um, so yeah, um, his dog Prima is- Oh, it, I like Prima. Yeah, Prima's a great dog. She's, uh, she's here in the kennel. And uh, we, we trial her occasionally, but uh, she now is a um, hunting machine for uh, a couple of clients of mine, uh, Brian Seitz and Derek Zakovich. Uh, they travel all over the country hunting wild birds with her. Uh, again, like we started the, the podcast on, you know, wild birds uh, to me and uh, are, are just the epitome of why we're here. You know, we want to go out and um, into nature and out into the world and, and find a wild bird with a bird dog. And it, I, I always say, you know, I'm talking with my buddies and you know, that like to hunt everything. I'm not much of a big game hunter. I, I just don't have the patience for it. Mm. But I would say that, and most people I would think would agree with me, right now in 2023, for someone in the state of Pennsylvania to take a bird dog and go out on a day and have the limit in Pennsylvania for rough grouse it is two. Uh, for them to go out with a pointing dog and have that dog point and them flush the bird and kill two rough grouse over perfectly pointed birds is far more difficult 
than someone to go out on the opening day of deer season and mm. shoot an eight point buck. It it takes a lot of work, and uh, so to me, it's just so much more satisfying um, than big game hunting. But not not to you know belittle anyone's hobbies, but that's just me. Very understandable. Um, we had another comment asking about um, our Mohegan bird. Oh, bird club tribe. Yeah, our. our Is that right? Uh, Mohegan Bird Dog Club. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, um, asking if it was a good oh, beginner that's right, trial. That's right. That was uh, you're right. I was texting this morning with someone as we were loading mm-hmm. the dogs to nice. go to so the that's field. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, and they were asking, would that be a good trial for me to get? It, it was someone that had their first bird dog and was interested in getting in the field trials. And would this be a good trial to go to? And I immediately re- replied back to them because it, it hit home with me. Um, my first field trial I ever competed in was the Freeland Kennel Club at those grounds. And uh, by all means, that's a great place to get started. Um, a lot of good people, a lot of helpful people. It's um, not too big of a it, Right, it's not, not a... Um, very well uh, high standard trial but by that I mean it's not a championship there's different Mm -hmm. levels of trials this is what we a lot of people call or lump into a weekend trial Uh, when when a club is hosting a championship the entries are never limited and you never know how long I mean if they get a large entry 60 70 dogs rich you when when you host it um, some of the big trials with the U.S. Complete, uh, you had massive entries, 60, 70 dogs. When we're talking about something like that, that could run several days. If I, you know, I've been at uh, trials that ran a full week, like the Grand National when it's in New Hampshire, and they're limited to six braces a day because the judges have to walk, um, mm-hmm. and they get a big entry. You're, you might look at five or six days of a field trial. Uh, obviously our trial is not that it's going to be a, a what we call a weekend trial it's going to run on a friday and a saturday or a saturday sunday whatever and um so it that that's that's the type of trial uh that someone new getting started should go to or even just come watch oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely but it's also the kind of trial that makes champions Oh, well, you got to start somewhere, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yep. And when, when I started in the game, um, I would go to a field trial. Um, and even if I didn't have a, like, I can remember going to Marionville for the first time. My Uncle Peter, again, I, I talk about him a lot. Um, he would read the American Field cover to cover every week. And, uh, you know, always, he had never been to Marionville and he always talked about it and, uh, there was a trial coming up. I had a puppy, and I wanted to go out there to run in a puppy stake. And I took my uncle out there. We had a great time. I ran my puppy, but then at the same time was going on uh, the, the adult uh, portion of the trial, what they call out there the all-age stake. I believe it was the Venango Club. And, you, you know, I walked every single brace of the day except for when I ran my puppy. 
uh, just to watch what these dogs were doing, what the handlers were doing, what was expected. And then I, you know, at the announcements, I tried to think what dogs, if I were judging, would place. And, and you learn that way. So I think anybody that's interested in field trials, maybe before you go to one, uh, to, to, to run your dog, go to one to watch. And, you know, watch every race. Don't just watch one and say, well, that dog found five birds and it didn't place. This is, I don't like this and leave. You got to see all the braces so that you see the dog that did win. What did that dog do differently that the judge uh, liked or didn't like and, and caused it to win? Um, and, you know, going to these trials, you're going to meet a lot of nice people. And I wanted that first trial I went to was almost my last. Why? Why? Um, I ran, I had a puppy mm -hmm. and her name, it was, uh, was my it first champion actually. Her, star? Her, no, no, uh, midnight light oh. and turn right there. There's an oil painting of her, mm -hmm. uh, that, I, uh, they had done when I won the uh, Pennsylvania Grouse Championship uh, with her. Uh, anyway, I ran her in this puppy stake and I was braced with uh, a, a, a field trial um, personality that Rich, you'll probably remember. Um, I don't know if you ever met him, but you'll remember the name, Bob Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think I he knew Bob Stewart. And he was up from uh, your oh, neck of the woods. Yeah, he was up from your neck of the woods. Anyway, I was braced with him, and my little puppy, you know, was out there running, and eventually she did what she did at that time. She uh, got on deer scent and ran oh. away. <laughs> and I was super frustrated. I finally got her back, and, you know, I went back to the truck. Uh, Uncle Peter was waiting for me, and I said, I don't know, Uncle Pete, I said, um, I don't know if I like the, these field trials. I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I think I'm just going to hunt, you know, and, you know, he, he didn't have much to say, um, but at about that time, Bob Stewart, who I was braced with and did not know, came walking over to me, and he asked if I got the dog back. I said, yeah, I got her back. He said, boy, I like that dog. And I looked at him kind of confused. And I said, you like that dog? I said, she chased a deer. He said, yeah, but boy, she is fast and she's got a lot of fire. He said, that's the kind of dog that could win. And I didn't really know him, but I had read the field about him. He had a bunch of champions, Sportsman's Gus and um, I, I believe Sportsman's Briar and on and on and on. And then later on, he hooked up with uh, someone you know, um, Bob Whaley. Yep. You, you knew him well. Um, he hooked up with him and, and ran uh, pointers for him. L. Hugh Cassie, yep, uh, who won the Grand National. But anyway, I thought if this guy who really knows what he's doing um, thinks this is a good dog, maybe I should stick with it. And I decided that I was going to break her off a deer and see what happens and as they say the rest is history and and seriously if not for that one uh short brief five minute meeting on on Lolita Road in um, Marionville Pennsylvania I probably wouldn't be none of us would be here right none of us would be here <laughs> so um 
But uh, so Gina thinks it's time we quit talking. It's and time get we wrap up. <laughs> Our audience likes a thirty-minute podcast. Yeah, they don't like it when we talk too long. Rich, any uh, closing uh, comments you'd like? To any make? advice? Any advice? Anything? Share some of your eighty dog years or of life advice. Life. How about a golf tip? Because we know you're <laughs> you're the best golfer. You're the best golfer that I know. <laughs> don't three putt. Okay, there you ha- there you have it, people. Don't three putt, Gina. Take it away. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here, and thank you, thank you, Rich, for joining us today. That was really fun to have a guest on yeah, our podcast. Yeah, it was. We got to do more of that. Yeah, if anyone wants to be a guest, um, <laughs> let us know. We have, we have a stringent uh, vetting process. Though. Yes. <laughs> Um, and again, if you have any questions or comments, post those on Facebook or send them over to my Uncle Robert. And um, we'll see you in our next episode. Well, you'll hear us in our next episode. Thanks, everybody.